is a Dwarf Fortress Roundtable Extra Edition Roadmap Release. So our last episode was delayed because we had all of our hosts were under the weather a bit. And it turns out that may have been a little fortuitous because had we recorded last weekend, then we would not have seen the roadmap released. So this is going to be a bit of an extra. We're just going to go through the roadmap items real quick. And uh, our next full episode, will have more in depth. On it. So I guess this is kind of a Dwarf Fortress action news episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we have to do that noise? Yeah, that's good. Cut that in. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So the roadmap was released on February 23rd at 12.25 p.m. Central Standard Time. There are six items. And number one is finish the menus that haven't been upgraded yet. These include graphics and layout for justice, health, diplomacy, and hauling. Okay. Does anybody use the hauling menus? Could we just drop those? Save some time. I'm kidding. Is that where you hit O? It's, I think it's the one where you hit it and you're like, damn it, what have I done? Ah, oh, crap. Did I just yeah. tell something? Oh, I hope I haven't just ruined this for you. Yeah, it's like the really weird menu. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's incomprehensible to me, that one. It's the O So menu. that's different from the orders menu, right? Yes. yes the yes, O yes. is the one where you're just like, uh-oh. That's why I think he put it as an O. <laughs> well, oh, no, no. I use all the time because I, I always tell my dwarves to go ahead and clean up outside yeah. because I don't like all the crap yeah, in left everywhere. Yeah, the, yeah, the old menu is you're allowed to touch this, but not that. And then there's like this incomprehensible uh, alien screeching menu that I like, wow, what, what is this? What happened? Um, huh. So, yeah, it's it's a different menu. I've not. So I don't know that I've even ever seen it. So that's number one on the item. Something I've never seen. <laughs> nice. Okay. Item number two, as the menus are finished and the graphics updates are completed, we'll move on to some important interface and usability improvements, such as tooltips everywhere and X's to close windows, hotkey support, etc. All right. Sounds useful. Very nice. Yeah, that's going to go along with the windows that they've created that like the pop up windows that aren't. I guess menus themselves. Right. Um, do we have any quick comments about that? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Besides just finishing up dressing on, yeah. on the new user interface. Sounds like I mean, I am very curious about the tooltips because if it's not, I hope they don't get in the way. Yeah. Tooltips are tricky, aren't they? Well, yeah, yeah. But I hope it's, it actually gives a item description. That would be really cool. Well, that would you be know, cool. if you hover Maybe. over an axe and it just doesn't say like steel axe, but but actually gives like the entire item description, that would be really really cool. Pull it from Legends yeah. or whatever, you know, if it has a story. Maybe so long as it doesn't pop up. There's a code editor called uh, well, it's Microsoft Visual Studio. The tooltips in that always get in the freaking way. You're yes, like they do. Looking with your mouse, you float over a variable. And it, or or, a, or anything, and it pops up a tooltip that, that covers up other code, and it's even hard to click. Yes, but so yeah, tooltips are tricky. Make you a stronger programmer. <laughs> it tests your frustration <laughs> limits in real time. In real time, tooltips. Yeah, it's like well, this is you. You need to learn it. It's like a life preserver. It might not always be there. Learn to swim. All right. So item number three, at this time, of course, we've been fixing old bugs and making new bugs and fixing them. And here we'll need to focus and spend some quality time with them so that we have as smooth a launch as possible. Yeah. So, so bug fixing. 
Yeah, so here's where I think they haven't quite realized what they've got at their disposal, which is to say the Steam early release. And I think one of the coolest things about Steam early release is that you can put your code out to uh, thousands of basically beta testers who are willing to pay you to beta test the code. And you can get a lot of feedback and you can you can basically get, you know, lots of bug smashers out there, you know, for free for you actually for not for even better for you get paid. And, you know, th- that seems to be something that I think could help them because I, you know, one of the things I would imagine with being a two person dev shop is playtesting is probably not, you know, like what they just have Zach doing playtesting, right? Like how much could he really cover, even though I'm sure he's thorough. It just seems like a way to distribute the work in a very easy kind of way where then you're able to get free, you know, free beta testing, basically. You can never have one person do acceptance testing because that one person does things in a particular way. Exactly. And those particular things get tested. Yeah. But the other ways, you know, don't – even though it's it's not a, a failing of the person. It's no. just the way human beings are. Well, it, exactly. And if you think about it, like I've, I've probably hit the J key maybe two uh, – never intentionally when I've played Dwarf Fortress. I have never once hit the J key intentionally. I've hit it unintentionally a few times. That's um, a two. Yeah, exactly. See, it's the job <laughs> list. So you can go down and you can see who's doing what. Oh, uh, that thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I like, I'm never going to hit that. So if that had a game-breaking bug in it, I would never find it if it were just me testing. But yet, I will be willing to place a bet that, you know, somebody like Tekud or, you know, one of those other players out there who are kind of doing 3D, 4D chess in this game, use that kind of stuff regularly. And so... You know, maybe Zach does, maybe he doesn't, but I think we've all got our kind of way of doing things. And so I just think the more people doing things in their own way, the faster you get to some of these bugs. Well, you get the bugs out, uh, you know, you you have to fix them after that. Is... Yeah. <laughs> now, the downside is that it could end up generating so many bug reports that Tarn and Zach can't stay on top of it. Yeah, um, exactly. And it ends yeah. up adding more fuel to their fire. But... I don't know that that's... I don't know that that's going to be that big of a deal because yeah. I, uh, I mean they may they may actually have a different uh, added new uh, bug reporting system. Yeah. But right now through Bay Twelve Games they have the bug list and all of the players who are playing you know report bugs and upload saves. So yeah. Well, I guess I would yeah, just sure offer that, that as a um, as as a in case you haven't thought of it, this might be helpful without fully oh, gosh, understanding yeah. the consequences of like what that could mean for them. Cause we don't really know how they actually do the work that they do. I, I wouldn't want to slow them down, but I wonder if it could help speed them up. That's, I guess. Yeah. As much as I would say. Uh, the, the only thing that I want to add uh, to this is I hope that we still see the bugs because cats getting drunk because yeah. they clean themselves after getting sloshed <laughs> with alcohol was hilarious, for example. Yes, right? He's, I mean, part of the love that we have for the game, I think, comes through the bugs. <laughs> like, think about this last this last round where the children would mount the parents and then ride them to death. That was an yeah. amazing bug. That, that was, was truly, really nice, yeah. That was a really, really, that added to my experience as a player. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just... <laughs> What is it? Some artist said something like imperfection is real. And I just feel like there's a lot to be said for that. It definitely gave it a kind of a soul. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just, yeah. I, yeah. I, I suppose this is also a big reason why uh, the entirety of Dwarf Fortress is basically banned from no context quotes on Reddit. <laughs> uh, because it's too easy. Yeah, <laughs> it is. 
it is. Um, <laughs> Bugs but, equals emergent gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like we don't, you know, it, I, I'm sure KitFox has their, you know, regression testing and all this kind of stuff that they do, or, you know, maybe they don't. I don't know. I don't know what kind of a dev shop I don't know. I, I don't know if it's like a dev shop or a publisher. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how involved they are with that. Yeah. They, they might just be a publisher. Um, well, they are a dev shop, but I think that in this case, they may be uh, use, being the, uh, fulfilling the role of publisher only. But, yeah, okay, so play. we'll go deeper into, into item number three, and we'll probably take up most of the episode for our next episode. <laughs> but <clears throat> item number four, we're not sure what level of Steam Workshop will be needed for modding support, and it needs investigation. That's fair enough. very curious. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. TBD yeah. on that one. Godspeed, right. soldiers. Okay. That sounds like a hard thing to sort to get. <laughs> so I should also say there is a there is a divider between three and four that we'll get to after we get through the list here. Well, I, I would also say quick. with some background in software development, um, number four, if you don't know that right now, it ain't happening in this release, if this release is going to happen anytime soon. Because it feels to right. me like that right there is going to be a big thing uh, mm-hmm. to try yeah. to crack. I know nothing about Steam Workshop. Well, so I just know, I know it's know like there's a API or <laughs> exactly. You're suddenly is it an API based thing or do you know? I have no clue, um, but I you know I almost bet that there's a lot of people who do and that would be willing to help turn out with this. But you know, yeah. I suspect it's not. I mean, it, it's probably mm-hmm. fairly easy to integrate because a lot of games do it, or maybe it's really hard and they just bite their teeth and do it. But whatever it is, it's been done a lot. But it's just the changes he's going to have to make to support pulling that kind of content in. And that's what I would say would be. And that's one thing that Kit Fox is going to be able to help him with because Kit Fox does produce games on steam and I'm sure that they've, they've yeah. got familiarity with the steam workshop. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that. It's just when Alexander, it says we're not sure what level that, of steam workshop will be needed for modding support. Uh, we're not sure means we haven't looked at oh, it yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> that means we know it's probably going to be a lot of a hassle and we haven't had a chance to think about it yet. So, I mean, that's honest. That and means, and that honest. Means that we have just been putting off Kit Fox's messages about this. Well, yeah, it's like it's also probably, you know, it, I, I have a feeling it just requires the most amount of messing in a non-standard way with the code that they haven't done before. And so there are Mm -hmm. ways that people mod Dwarf Fortress right now, and those probably won't cease to exist. So if people could, you know, cool it a little bit on that one, I feel like that's something people would be willing to wait for because it's not like you don't have the ability to mod Dwarf Fortress. You just have to do it a different way until they figure out how to make it, you know, Steam workshoppy. So it's like ultimately this will be a pretty awesome thing. But but maybe, maybe for launch or early access early access do i want to just say that again um it doesn't you know it doesn't matter like everyone will be cool this is also going to tie into number six here in a here in a couple minutes but okay so number five the old ascii version has other game modes adventure mode legends mode and arena mode we've made significant progress on legends mode but we haven't done anything with adventure mode and arena mode yet so that's number five uh adventure mode and arena mode Arena mode, do you guys... I have used it once. <laughs> yeah, same. I hit the option on the menu, saw it, and thought, you know, I just want to play Dual Fortress, and went back to Fortress mode. Yeah, I mean, I think the one person that would probably have some interest in that would be uh, Krug Smash once a year. 
Um, is so. is it arena mode that he actually uses for his uh, yeah, Splatterface? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I mean, I haven't watched this year's Splatterface, but I think that's what he did last time. And he was he, yeah, he had done some like he he mods the arena mode. So because of course he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and the whole like <laughs> yeah. gladiator turn uh, tournament is also in arena mode. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, exactly, I that's I right. touched it like twice and it actually had nothing to do with Dwarf Fortress because I made a character for a completely unrelated pen and paper RPG and I just copy-pasted the, the, the like description text of him into that thing. So I don't have to write it myself, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's an RPG maker for you. Yeah, it is, it is. I, I mean, technically you can just use... Uh, Adventure mode as well, but yeah, eh, same thing. Yeah, I feel like that one I would back burner. What about adventure mode? Uh, I was what do you trying mean? to find the. Oh, oh I heard a cat. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Is it soap season? <laughs> oh, I heard In my household, it is always soap season. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> No, that's not true. That's not true. The cats run the uh, cats run the fortress here. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. what did you ask, Tony? I was. Uh, I was it also uh, says adventure mode, so I suspect that one would be more popular as a as a roadmap me, item. I've got to go spray a cat with water. Hold okay, on. sure, sure. That's how you get the soap <laughs> nice and soft. <laughs> I can hear that's the how, like water spray. It's so funny. That's how the moisturizing happens when you make the soap. You got to keep the cats moist at all times. That's how you know you have a good microphone. I'm I'm across the room spraying <laughs> spraying out a doorway, and you can hear the cat meow, and you can hear the water come out of the. It's out very of the nice. Room. Yeah, I feel like I'm there. <clears throat> but um, okay, so adventure mode. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have played adventure adventure mode three times. I think <laughs> maybe four. Uh, if I remember it correctly, so that's a, probably a no. Um, there was a like a questionnaire on the subreddit some some time ago, like a long time ago, and uh, most people, like sixty to seventy percent, if I remember it correctly, play just fort mode. So only a very few people actually play adventure mode at all, and there was almost nobody that only played adventure mode. Yeah, so I think yeah. it's the kind of thing that's like you want to play it, and then you do play it, and you're like, "Wow, that didn't really go the way I wanted it to go." Yeah. Well, we had a a few episodes, uh, a few streams where we uh, streamed some some adventure mode. We should probably do that again because I did enjoy that, mm-hmm. but I think I enjoyed the company of you two pointing out to me the things to do more than the game itself. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like a bit of backseat driving actually makes adventure mode a lot more enjoyable. Yes. I, I think concur. so, yeah. I concur. Because it takes three brains to be able to figure out the <laughs> That's also true. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, the amount of time it took me to realize that my spider character actually had six usable arms for doing things was mm-hmm. far, far longer than I wish to admit to. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, of course he's got two shields because he's got six anyway yeah it's it's really interesting and complicated and i think if you imagine like it requires you to have a good imagination and then people with good imaginations can kind of imagine how amazing it would be 
if it were super easy to use and like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And like, it would be truly incredible to be able to have open world RPG in that game. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like this one meme, you know, like um, the, the, the girl sitting at the desk, like daydreaming and like being happy about it, like thinking about adventure mode. And then she is like crying while doing her homework. And that is playing adventure mode. Yeah, totally. It's yeah, I agree. It's kind of like, a, you know, people people's vision of the of what the metaverse is, is very much like, uh, you know, ready player one. But what it actually is, is more like. I don't even know garbage basically. So how do uh, I breathe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My guy died of suffocation because I didn't hit X. Oh no. The the thing is Dwarf Fortress's <laughs> uniqueness comes in fortress mode because there are, and I'm, I'm struggling to come up with the names of, of them. Uh, I know that cataclysm uh, is one of the uh, open world roguelikes. Yeah. Then I think that's like a zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. Like. And there's there's yeah. a, a couple more. Wow, there's one that is written by a professor, an English professor, a professor from the United Kingdom, I should say. Um, oh boy, is it called Word- Wordle? Insert- no. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess I was getting confused. Not uh, Ultima. Ultima. It's it's uh, it's like Latin. Ultima um, Online. No, that was old no, school. It sounds like it though. Um, he was American, though, that guy, wasn't he? Richard Garrett. It was Latin. Huh. Ultima Ratio Regium. What? I'm I've sorry. never heard what? of that. <laughs> Ultima Radio Regum. What? <laughs> Can you call your game Ultima that somewhere? In this, in this universe. So, so go to... Uh, the, okay, so I will put the, uh, the link to this in the show notes in the uh, podcast topics. It's Ultima, spelled like Ultima, then... Ratio oh R E T I O R E G U M, and it's a it's a open world roguelike uh, from Mark Johnson. But my whole point is, is there are highly detailed open world roguelikes out there, which is what Adventure Mode is in Dwarf Fortress. Of course, it's set in the same universe as Dwarf Fortress, which is awesome. But the uniqueness of Dwarf Fortress, to me, doesn't come from the Adventure Mode; it comes from the the Fortress Mode. Agreed. Well, I can go check. I'm interested in checking that out. Ultima yeah, it's, Ratio Regnum. Yeah, it's, if you uh, listen to Roguelike Radio, there's a podcast called Roguelike Radio. And wow, it's been a while since I've, I've you know name checked that because I used to do it every episode. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, the, they've not been very active in the last couple of years. But, uh, but the uh, Mark Johnson, the creator of Ultima Ratio Regium, however pronounced, however that's pronounced, he's uh, uh, often a host of Roguelike Radio. It means so. the last argument of kings, in case anyone was wondering. Wow, oh, I'm cool. gonna play that. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I was gonna try it too. It looks like it runs on Microsoft Windows. I have a copy of that program. I can use that, and then I can. It, it sounds very, like a it's... really awful game, and I love it already. I'm... I should also throw in. That uh, that this uh, item number five also includes um, working on Mac and Linux builds. So you should uh, be happy about that. Yeah, I'd say that sounds good to me. Let's do that. Let's do that, Tarn. Power that, power that up first. Move that to the top of the list. And the last item, number six, there's the matter of Steam achievements. 
and other various Steam features. We'd like to support whatever people are into here eventually. Yeah. So that's the roadmap. Achievements. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm actually curious about the achievements. Uh, okay. Are we, are we talking about like the community set achievements that we already have, like setting an elf on fire, uh, <laughs> uh, killing a goblin with a civilian, uh, killing a forgotten beast, breaching into the caverns, stuff like that? Because that would be very interesting. Okay, so that's the uh, the roadmap, and I do want to say that after item number three which is the bug fixing one. So finish the menus, update the graphics, uh, usability interface, the X's and tooltips and stuff, and then fixing bugs. The developers have put out the question to the community, what do you want us to do at that point? We could either hold off on the release of Dwarf Fortress on Steam until all six of these roadmap items are done, Uh. or go through, a release after items one, two, and three without uh, without the Steam achievements, the workshop items, or adventure mode and let, uh, for advent, uh, adventure mode and legends mode. Wait, no. We made significant process. <clears throat> let me let me start that over. <clears throat> so they are asking the community on whether they would like. Oh, help me out, Tony. <laughs> yeah, they want to know: Do we wait and boil the ocean and then release, or do we, or do we take a cup out of the ocean and give it to you one cup at a time? And um, you know, I, I guess I'm, um, I am definitely of the the model of thinking: um, Don't let perfection get in the way of being done, and. Uh, I think there's a lot to be said for that with software development and Mm -hmm. the steam community is already pretty um, open arms embracing of that kind of software development. Uh, You know, very rarely do new games that aren't like AAA titles land fully baked. Most of the games that I have and play regularly are early access. And I think that's one of the cool things about steam is that it gets you is that for software developers, it, it kind of lets them release stuff that's not finished yet so they can kind of, well, pay themselves because that's pretty neat if you're writing software. But at the same time, it also um, gives them an ability to get feedback in real time from players and help build that player base, which I think can only make things better. And then it also gives the sense of a really active project when updates are coming, even though they're minor and incremental, you can do minor and incremental updates and even with early release you can choose do you want to be on the you know the stable path or the less stable path and you know the less stable path is really fun but you know sometimes your games crash a lot because you know (laughs) you're you're patching frequently but i don't know i've had some really good experiences with early access um probably more good than bad i'd say and it's also kind of fun because you can kind of finish with the game and put it down and then come back six months later and realize, oh, they've still been working on it. Oh, that's awesome. And then you almost have a different experience. So I don't know. I'm a big fan of early release. I would say do whatever they need to do to get something into early release. And then just, just, you know, leverage the power of your community who love your game and want you to help it, you know, want to help you make it the best it can be. What do you think, Roland? Yeah, (laughs) I have nothing to add to that. 
So Kit Fox and Bay 12 Games are actually asking the community what the community would prefer for. They're asking for input, of course. Mm -hmm. The community isn't going to make the decision for them. But the choices are release probably sometime this fall or so after doing the first three roadmap items or hold off on releasing until the entire roadmap is complete, whenever that may be, which, you know, sounds like, you know, given the roadmap items, that could be two more years. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. fall for the first three is pretty, um, like, even ambitious. my jokingly uh, hilarious things had only kind of put it to there. So, you know, I'm like, that is a really long time between releases. It would be really yeah. neat to see what was going on there, because that'll have been almost... What, nearly three years, huh? Send us an email at urist at dfroundtable.com, and I'll tally up the uh, the opinions of the, our listeners, and I will feed that information back to Alexandra at Kit Fox Games, the, the community manager at Kit Fox. So, yeah, send us an email on whether you would like to see it released possibly this fall, incomplete, or if you'd rather have them just wait and release it uh, after it's complete. So yeah, Erst at dfroundtable.com. So have you guys got anything to add for this quick hit? I don't think so. I'm excited to see that, uh, you know, that, that there's, that there's progress coming and that, I mean, this is the most information I think on a detailed level strategy level that we've seen. So that's pretty neat. So, you know, I hope, uh, hope everybody's doing okay over there and really excited to see how this goes. All right, so we'll get into this more, I'm sure, in our next episode. But uh, until then, uh, we'll catch you all next time. See ya. Bye.